Hi, this is Sarit Schwetzer, and welcome to the It Is Taught podcast, a podcast devoted to the teachings of Rabbi Schneir Zalman of Liadi, as recorded in his most famous work, the Tanya. My hope for this show is to make these teachings accessible and relatable to the average person, regardless of prior Jewish education or affiliation. The episodes follow the prescribed daily study portions and are meant to serve as practical lessons in how to live your life as your true self and develop an authentic and powerful relationship with your creator. I have personally experienced the effects the study of this work has had on me, and I'm excited to share what I can of this knowledge with you. So please join me on this journey of learning, self-growth, and connection with your source. Hi, and welcome to the It Is Top podcast. This is episode 424 for the 27th of TVs in a regular year. Do you ever hear somebody say, after doing something, which they know they shouldn't have done, which they know was probably not the right way to act in whatever way that is, but I couldn't help it, right? That's that's a common thing that people say. Maybe you've said it yourself, but maybe you've thought it to yourself as well. Like you, you know, we always give the example of eating those donuts that you find at home on your on your table and you know you should eat the healthy meal, but instead you eat the donuts and somebody says to you, why did you eat those donuts if you knew that you should have been eating a healthy meal? And your response to them is simply, I couldn't help myself. They were right there. So what we're going to be learning about today is that this is actually a false statement. This is an excuse that many of us make. Most of us probably have used this excuse at one point or another, but it's patently untrue. I mean, of course, yes, there are some, you know, compulsive disorders, uh, obsessive compulsive disorder and addictions, you know, some severe addictions where one might be able to argue that there are times when, uh, when people kind of do lose their sense of agency over their behavior. But circumstances like that aside, the truth is that we all do have agency. We all do have control over, over our behavior because of a very simple principle that we've learned previously and we mentioned previously in the Tanya, namely that by nature, our mind rules over the heart, which means that our mind is ultimately in control of what, what our heart decides to do, where, where we want to uh, steer ourselves in life. Even though, sure, sometimes the heart can be very strong. We can feel a very great level of passion towards something, um, towards something that might be really actually really destructive for us. But ultimately, at the end of the day, the heart is in control. So where this brings us to in today's Tanya is what it is that God expects of us. So, you know, going back to this idea that the reason why, there's a reason why the, the Altarabek called this book that we're learning, Sefer Shil Benonim, the book of the Benoni. And we're, we've been really discussing and delving into what it means to be a Benoni exactly, and how it's different than a Tzadik, and how it's different than a Rasha. Uh, but really, namely, how it's different than a Tzadik. Because what the Tzadik and the Benoni have in common is that both of them never sin in thought, speech, or action, ever. And they just do everything that they are supposed to do in terms of serving God. But as we've already discussed, the major difference between the Tzadik and the Benini is what's going on on the inside, where their heart is, what the, where their passions are at. 
Whereas for the tzaddik, they truly and ultimately feel this sense of love for God and they want to do the right thing. So it's not really a struggle for them. It's not really a question. It's like, of course, they're going to keep Torah and Mitzvah because that's what they like doing. That's what's fun for them. Um, for a Benini, it's not so clear. They, For a Benini, they have impulses. They have drives towards things that aren't necessarily the most godly things, the most productive things. But nevertheless, they overcome those urges and they do what they need to do anyways. And what we'll be really be fo focusing on today is that this is the power of the Benini and this is what's expected of us is not to develop these deep passionate feelings on the inside because that's not necessarily something that we can all achieve in and attain. But what we can all achieve and attain and is within our capacity is to have agency over our hearts and have agency over our bodies uh, through the power of our mind. And as we'll learn, uh, this is what is meant by the very beginning, the kind of thesis of the entire Sefer Tanya that, Tanya that the Altar brought up in the beginning, um, the verse where it says, Ki this thing is very near to you. So what is this thing to very, that is very near to you? To love God and to do what he wants us to do. And what the Altar is really going to focus on is what this phrase means. Now, with, given the knowledge base that we've established so far, that when we talk about loving God, it doesn't mean that what's expected of all of us and what's close to all of us and attainable for all of us is to develop this deep, passionate kind of conscious love of God, but it's a type of love of God that is sufficient enough to lead a person to action, to do the right thing. That's what's attainable for everybody. And the Altarba actually uses an interesting um, kind of poetic phraseology for this, for who is it attainable for? For anybody, he says, who has a brain in their head. Anybody who has a functioning mind has the capacity to rule over themselves, to have ownership, to have agency over themselves and to serve God in the right way. And not only to, has the agency to do so, but actually if they use their minds in the right way, this will lead them to meditate upon their creator and this will motivate them to want to serve their creator and to do the right thing. Because this is this is what a thinking, sane person is going to naturally want to do, basically, is, is the message that the altar is bringing. So for context, we're beginning a new chapter today. Today's chapter is chapter 17 of Likutei Marim, And the altar begins indeed by quoting this pasuk, which we had mentioned in the very beginning of the Tanya, which which I alluded to before. And the Pasuk is from, from Devarim, chapter 30, verse 14, where it says, elecha devar me'od, That this thing is very near to you, in your mouth and in your heart, to do it. So the altar is going to kind of delve into what the deeper meaning of this verse, this verse is. So he says that on first glance, when we look at this verse, it says here, it's, uh, it says that is very close to you in your mouth, in your heart to do it. So it says your heart. And this seems to be contradictory to what we've been learning so far is that, you know, we've already learned previously that it is not within all of our capacities to develop our hearts to really feel the passionate love of God that Siddiquim feel. This is not something that's accessible to all of us. Yet the Altarba says in brackets, quoting the Rambam, he says the Torah is eternal. So how could this be? How is it that the Torah is telling us that this is actually very close to us to have our hearts be serve, serve God, to be connected to God? And the ultra bit reiterates and he says, this is not something that's very close. In fact, to have a person change 
their passions, change their desires from worldly desires to wanting to love God truly. Like truly, it's like they they actually feel more excited to go and daven than they do to eat chocolate. Like this is not this is not a simple thing. And in fact, the Altar Rabbi brings support for this from the Gemara in Masechet Brachos, page thirty-three B and Megillah, page twenty-five A, where uh, where the Gemara challenges a statement made by Moshe Rabbeinu, where Moshe Rabbeinu tells the Jewish people, um, what does God ask of you but f- to fear him? Like all God wants of us is to fear God. That's it. That's it. He's asking us that one simple thing, quote unquote simple. But the Gemara says, is this a very small matter? Is this a very simple thing? Not really, right? Like it's sort of, they're saying it a little bit like, like asking it like a rhetorical question. Like, is this really so simple, such a small matter to fear God? And let alone fear of God, what about love of God? So, you know, it's like, it's not, it's to fear God is one thing, to truly love God, like where it's like you really, really feel this deep love of God, just the same way that you love your family, you love your spouse, your children or whatever. Like, do people really feel that? And is it really so simple and easy to attain? Moreover, says the Altar Abbot, there's a teaching in the Midrash, in the Breshish Rabbah, where it teaches that only tzaddikim have the ability to control their hearts. So it's this isn't something that's accessible to every random Joe Schmo. So what is this idea where where um where the Taurus tells us that this thing is very near to you in your hearts? Like what what's going on? So the Altar Rebbe says you have to look at the full context of the pasuk. What does the pasuk say? It says beficha ubilvavcha laasoto to do it. So it's, it's it's in your mouth and in your heart to do it. Meaning to say that it's a very specific type of love we're talking about here. We're talking about a love that's very practical, that's going to lead to action. So this is a reference to what's known as reuta de liba. This is the hidden love that's found in the recesses of the heart that is found within every single Jew, whether the Jew is conscious, conscious of it or not. So it's not revealed the, like in a passionate way. So it's not that the person's walking around all day consciously and passionately feeling this intense love for God, but it's there. And it's and it's something that each one of us can tap into. How is it? How is it close to us? Because the altar says this is it's accessible for every person, and it's and it's actually close to every person to be able to to achieve it for any person who has a brain in their head. So how is this? Well, because the brain, the brain can think about whatever it is it decides to focus on. It can choose what it wants to study about, right? Like you have a whole library of books. What are you going to read? You can decide what you're going to read. So if you decide that you want to spend your time meditating about the greatness of God, then what this is going to happen is what's going to happen as a result, consequentially, is it's going to lead to an arousal of love of God in your mind. And you're going to want to do God's mitzvahs, Torah mitzvahs. So it might not make you feel really passionate towards God, but it's going to motivate you to want to serve God. It's going to make you uh, aware of the greatness of God, just like anything else. Let's say if you were to read a book, I remember I read a biography about Mozart. You read a biography of Mozart, it gives you a very deep appreciation of Mozart and makes it made me want to really listen to his music more. So too, if you spend your time studying about God, which is something that you can all choose to do, if you have a brain, you can choose to devote your time to studying about God. This is naturally going to motivate you. It's going to arouse your inner love for God and want to do the right thing. This is something that is accessible to everybody. And this, says the ultra but this is not only is it accessible to everybody, but it's actually something which is the purpose of every person. Ze kola adam, he says, which is a, a citation from Echa, chapter 12, verse 13, which means 
this is all of man. This is the entire purpose of man. And, and this is the commandment that God commanded us to do every single day to do it. And then afterwards, tomorrow, machar, like meaning in the, in the afterlife, that's where, that's when we receive the reward for that, for this, but that's a discussion for another time. But for today, our purpose today is not to focus on the afterlife and to focus on reward, but actually just to do the mitzvahs. And this is something that is, again, it's accessible to all of us because we have brains and so we can choose to meditate upon these things and in conclusion the ultra Rabbi reiterates this fact that the reason why is because the mind by nature the nature of the mind is to have rulership over the left ventricle of the heart which is the seat of the animal soul as we've spoken about previously and through this through having uh control rulership over the left ventricle of the heart this will cause it to have uh control and rulership over all of the organs of the body because um because this is you know we get our vitality from our heart so if we're if we're in control of our heart then we are in control of our entire body so which will lead us to do the right things right so so that's the end of the section for today and so just in conclusion once again so the vanity, it's not, we're not asked to change our insights, to change our passions. That's not something that's necessarily accessible to us. We like what we like. We feel what we feel. You know, you can't change your feelings. You really, it's not something, it's not like a switch that you could turn on or off. But what we can have control over is our thoughts. That is the realm where we can decide what we want to focus on, what we want to study about, what we want to learn about. And when we do that, then that is going to naturally allow us to have rulership over our hearts because the brain by nature does rule over the heart. So that's where the rulership lies and that's what's expected of us and not only expected of us, but that's our entire purpose to gain this mastery over our hearts. So the next time you feel this compulsion to say to somebody or maybe to yourself, why did I do that thing? Oh, because I couldn't help it. I couldn't help myself. Maybe take a pause and think to yourself, like, is that really true? You know, and what can I do next time to tap into this natural agency that I have and not necessarily fall into that trap of tricking myself into thinking that I can't help it because I actually can and we all can. So that's it for today. And we will continue along these lines tomorrow. And I'll speak to you then. Thanks for listening to the It Is Top podcast, hosted by Sarit Switzer. This podcast is dedicated in loving memory of my maternal grandfather, Abraham Yitzchak ben Benjamin Cohen of Blessed Memory. Music by Shoshana. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to support the show, please share it with others and subscribe on YouTube, Apple iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And make sure to leave us a five-star review. To find out more about the It Is Taught project, including more information on my soon-to-be-published book, please visit our website, itistaught.com. To catch the latest from me, follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Looking forward to speaking with you tomorrow, and until then, have a great day.